This is the People Podcast, bringing you the latest trends, technologies, and strategies to create a world-class workforce. This week's episode is brought to you by Findem.ai. Want to build more engaged, diverse teams and close your talent gaps faster? Backed by AI and all the world's people data, Findem's People Intelligence Platform unlocks the insights you need to define what top talent means for your organization. We help you identify your skills and diversity gaps and close those gaps in the fastest possible time through automatic introductions to top-rated, interested candidates. To find out more, go to findem.ai. Maul, thanks so much for joining me on the People Podcast. Thanks for having me, Jesse. Yeah, the pleasure is all mine. And just to get started, if you could give us just a quick overview of your background. And yeah. Sure. So I'm the president at Eightfold AI. We are an AI platform for all talent. Hiring, retention, diversity, everything. So solving it from first principles on what really matters for the C-suite and uh, solving it for the employees. So I think we're trying to take a holistic approach. And me personally, I'm a computer science grad and slowly went through the paces of going from engineering to product management to marketing to business development to sales and almost done it all. And uh, now I get to do it again in an AI company. That's great. And um, definitely been an interesting year in the, the hiring space with, you know, starting off in March. Um, obviously, everyone's going remote. And then we have we had a bunch of layoffs and reductions in hiring. And then I think that's kind of flipped on its head to where there's also this, this huge crunch because there's such a large amount of applicants that are Pouring in, I think I posted some statistics on Twitter recently uh, in LinkedIn, where basically we saw a what was the eight to sixteen x like increase in applicant volume. We basically normally get like fifty, like twenty to fifty applicants in a month, and we had like eight hundred plus for just one role. So, I, I guess question for you on that note is like, how do we automate the hiring process to make it more effective for like candidates and companies to where there's a better candidate experience and a better outcome for everybody? That's a great question. And just like you said, right? I mean, the applicant volume goes up, which is a good thing. But then we do have customers who get million, million and a half candidates applying through their website alone every year. So our proposition is that every company, if you've been in business for 10 plus years, your talent network should be about 200 times the number of your employees. Right. So if you're 10,000 employees, you should have a talent network of at least 2 million people. And so we are already geared to address these things at scale. And I would break down the problem into two different buckets. One is how to build a talent network that is as large as possible with all the relevant people. Now, pre-COVID, I used to say it should be everyone who's interested in working for you and everyone that you would be interested in hiring. And the normal geographic proximity, right, 30 to 50 miles of your offices would sort of ring fence the people who would be interested in working with you. But now, because of COVID and everybody becoming more comfortable with working from home, and it's a reality whether we like it or not, I think that is going to continue. That we can actually cast a much wider net than ever before. And it may actually be a fantastic advantage. So to your point, I think the two things are, one, we should become better and better at attracting the candidates. And 
that happens by personalizing the outreach, right? All these CRM vendors, they're just throwing stuff there, not knowing what will stick or not. In our case, uh, when we wrote the book two years ago, and we were in early stages of our company, but everything that was on our mind, we put it out there because in our opinion, and the title was, What's Next for You? That people will respond to you if you are sharing something that's interesting for them. And typically in case of career, it's the next step in that career. Not just that, hey, Salesforce admin, you've been doing the same thing for five, seven, eight years, come and do the same thing again. So that makes a big difference in getting high response rates. And let's say because of COVID and you're signing a big net, casting a big net, now you do have a big talent network because everybody's coming at you. The thing to do is with Eightfold, you can compare every candidate with every open position, right? So that's the power of AI. You're not limiting your qualifications of fit for per recruiter who has 20, 30, 40 recs to fill. So they are set of candidates, they're looking at it. If they're fit, fine. If not, discard it, move on. And then those candidates forever remain discarded. That's a really good point. Actually, we built, there wasn't a lot in the marketplace back in like 2015 and 16 when we were um, looking at this at at job mobs, the staffing firm that I run, and we actually built something internally because as you're you're mentioning it, a large company, we've worked at a few on RPO. And what happens is even if you're recruiting for like engineering roles, there's not a lot of cross-lateral, like if somebody's a really good front-end engineer and they applied for a full stack role, they might not get properly funneled to the right job. And if they didn't apply, it's something that humans are really not as good at because there's such a large volume, like you're saying, but something that a algorithm could pick up on really, really easily and just put them in the right position, right? Or exactly to the recruiters. So just that the ability to resurface and because ATSs have failed to do that, right? That's why a lot of companies bring us in because how to deal with large volumes. And then when you talk about automation, right? So think in terms of when you have a large volume of candidates to go through the morning you should wake up and you're on your computer. Now you don't even have to go to work. You <laughs> get to your laptop. The sorting and screening is already done. So the fit list is already there. The best candidates, tops, four star, five star, are already ready to go. And in a lot of cases, we have also automated the candidate's ability to schedule the interview with you. So that's also now automated. Then when you have that initial list and you just started a fresh job search, Send the anonymized profiles to the hiring manager for validation. The, hey, are these the kind of people you're looking for? Now, the anonymized part is important because then you're forcing the hiring manager to only reply to the capabilities and their bias doesn't come into play. Anything around sex, name, age, pedigree, all of that, right? So right away, that's addressed as well. And then we have also automated the interview feedback. So you interview, you finish the feedback, and that's also part of the now process. So we are actually seeing tremendous acceleration in both the ability to find top talent, the amount of time that it takes, almost 50 to 60% reduction of time that it takes to all the pre-processing, 40, 50% reduction in the time wasted on scheduling and rescheduling. Plus, there are very few on-site interviews anyway, so that aspect is now gone, right? And then the time that it takes to actually go through all the interviews, collate all the feedback, and determine whether this person can move forward or not to the offer stage. And the key thing here with the AI is 
What we are able to pull out with our algorithms is the validated skills, the likely skills, missing skills, and skills to be validated. And that is available to everyone, the recruiter and the hiring manager instantly. Makes it much easier to determine the fit. Now, when you talk about candidate experience, the beauty here is we can show the same to the candidate also, right? And in a positive tone, meaning you're applying. All you have to do is upload the resume. We'll tell you that you're a great fit for, let's say, these three to five jobs. And with everyone, why you're a great fit. And we'll also tell you, here are the things that we like. In the past, when we've hired for these roles, those candidates that we hired came from these kind of companies with these kind of titles, with these kind of skills. And oh, by the way, once we see where you're coming from, we can also share the affinity group that in the past we have hired hired people from the company that you're coming from or from the college that you went to. So that comfortable feeling is there. And this is a very meaningful thing for diversity candidates or even for veterans, right? Because they are saying, oh yeah, I have even more confidence. This transparency has made a massive difference because your career site is the cheapest and fastest way to hire, right? It doesn't cost you anything for people who are applying through your website. With our customers, they have seen 60% more people applying to the right job. And the industry standard is 80% of the applicants on your website apply to the wrong job. So right away, high quality pipeline. 50% improvement in diversity applicants and 20% improvement in hires made through your career site, right? So think about what you can do because forget about not being able to go to campuses for campus interviews. What if you could get the resume books from all the campuses, all of them, and then go through them and find the best talent that fits your requirements and go and talk to them and get it done, right? It completely changes the paradigm. Yeah. I definitely get, there's a huge value prop, I think, with AI that's going to take over AI or ML, whatever you want to call it, I think uh, this current use case, there's a huge amount of value. I, I see that. I think one of the concerns I, I bring up from just being in an industry and, and hearing a lot of different voices is that how do we find, one, obviously a diverse like pipelining and keep it diverse, right? Because if everyone just, I think if most companies, uh, a lot of tech companies, what we've seen is like, you know, they want this really defined set of skills or background, which is like, oh, we went to a top 50 school, like a Stanford or Harvard, worked at Google, Airbnb, like notable companies. How do we find like one, keep a diverse pipeline? And then two, how do we find like potential in candidates, right? As opposed to just overlooking them and and missing out on great potential hires. Some of those edge cases, I guess. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you consider Harvard and Stanford to be a top 50 school. I think they'll appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) actually it starts with first thing is the algorithms need to comply with equal opportunity requirements right so you don't take pedigree age sex or any of those personal characteristics in place that are not really necessary so that evens out the playing field that's number one second part is we bring you a global data set to work off Because what we are determining is what are people capable of doing, not just looking for these markers, right? Because uh, there are only so many. Even if all of us wanted it, there are only so many uh, graduates from those schools and those companies. So 
so question for you, because this is something I've, I've always um, been interested in from the AI space, and especially, especially with sourcing. Are you guys taking like, once, let's say we say somebody's a strong hire, are you guys assessing once they've started and accepted that role six months, 12 months down the road, if they are um, actually performing well, can we base our algorithm or if they're performing poorly, we can adjust our algorithm based off actual performance in the job post-hire? All of it. That feedback is right from every interview, every screening, everything. So the feedback keeps actually pointing out that, hey, we've hired some of these people from this company, but the, they didn't work out that well, right? Or, for example, Intuit is a Java shop. So we know that the, the depth of the engineers that we get from Intuit is very good. All of these are markers. And we can do it at scale, right? So because we have thousands of companies in there. So schools, same thing. And to your point, it's not actually relevant whether it's top 10 or 20 or 50. It's like, have we hired from these kind of schools and had success there? Yep. And the whole issue is it needs to connect the whole thing, right? We have over a billion profiles yeah. globally. So we have seen a lot. And we've seen pretty much the superset of all the career paths. And the key is that if we only limit our learning from for to one company, we will never have enough input to train the models accurately. But if you bring such a wide data set that you're seeing everything, all kinds of people go through all kinds of jobs, et cetera, that gives you very accurate and very diverse input. And today, within two and a half years, right, we are in four continents, 25, 26 countries already. We're in 13 different languages, and our users are in 110 countries, spanning almost 20 industries. So we are bringing a very, very rich data set that even the smartest people won't be able to put all those things in their head, right? So that's the what we're trying to do, how we can assist you identify the capabilities and the potential. That's great. I think it's obviously helped have that data set and have trained data around these different sourcing modules. How are you guys customizing it for like each customer, right? Because I, I, this is just ad hoc like question in terms of, I'm sure the question that recruiting leaders would ask is, how are you defined for each industry, right? Like, let's say our company has a different, right? There's a difference between like Google and Apple, right? Like very much different work cultures and like who's going to be successful at one might not be successful at the other. How do you guys adjust your algorithm for each customer based off of their different hiring needs or unique hiring needs? So the way to look at it is we are able to personalize everything, not just the requirements for a particular company and what kind of people they like to hire, not the individual part, right? But the background and the experience and the capabilities that work well for that company. But now we also, because we have now done a lot of global rollouts, even for a single company, they may have different requirements for different roles in different countries. So we are able to personalize all of that. And the way to look at it is that your requirements, you are giving inputs every time you're interacting with the system, accepting, rejecting, moving a candidate forward in a funnel. It is a signal that this kind of candidate does well. And when they reject, we actually ask them, why did you reject? And right there, they'll actually give the input. Okay, not this wasn't good or this wasn't enough. And that is noted. And when you see enough of that, then that adds to the selection process. That, okay, right. this kind of combination doesn't help. So everything that you're doing with the system is training the models to how the company likes to operate. 
So you don't have to step back from that. It's simply that now AI is helping you make better informed decisions. That's great. And I think in terms of like so the candidate experience, how are you guys changing the candidate experience? I think that's a huge uh, a huge advantage of any like automated system as opposed to humans doing it is like somebody asked me when we had 800 plus applicants for the one role, is my, am I, am I going to be able to get back to everybody? And unfortunately, the answer is definitely not. I wish I could. And, and that would be the proper candidate experience. But in order to get back to everyone individually, it would take a couple of weeks, probably, or a week's time to do, or countless hours. So how are you guys like working and in, in thinking through thoughtfully of the candidate experience, especially as volumes increase? I think the first thing is to change the mindset that everybody is good for the right role, right? So whether it's the algorithm or the person, none of us should be passing judgments without context, right? right? When we evaluate people's capabilities, it needs to be in the context of a role. So the missing piece that's uh, relevant in all these cases is the context and our ability to understand and I'll give you a little bit, we had talked earlier about the capability matrix. That essentially allows us to determine what are people capable of doing. And that applies that matching is made uh, visible to the candidate also. So we're not just a black box, right? And the double click on this capability matrix is, it is data driven. It is working off a global data set. It is self-updating, right? Anonymized uh, aggregate learning across the countries, but it is focusing on learnability. It's not just that you're missing certain skill, but if it looks like that skill can easily be acquired and everything else is there, why not? I mean, you could easily be running one of the TV networks because you seem to be in mass communication. You're doing a lot of the preparing content. Your sense about what will be relevant for your audience, all of that stuff. Can that translate you to be running, you know, Disney's uh, media channel. That's the kind of stuff that we can bring because have we seen other people like you reach those uh, peaks or follow those career paths? And the main part is if you can learn and the context is there that we have seen in your career that you are actually moving fast compared to others. That says a lot because that's a proxy for both the work ethic and your ability to learn new capabilities, right? And it needs to evolve with time. Like blockchain is a fairly recent skill, technology. So if you're looking for somebody with 10 years of experience and needs to know blockchain, the two won't go together, right? Yeah, yeah or that's a PyTorch, common, right? common right? hiring manager uh, theme, I feel like. Exactly. And that's the thing that when we bring data to bear, even the job descriptions are poorly written. And I'll give you another example because these are all interconnected things, right? If you're looking for a data scientist, Fact is that of all the people who are data scientists, only 30% or all the data scientists, all the people who know R, only 30% are women. Of all the people who know Python, only 15% are women. So if you say, I want someone with R and Python, you have stacked the deck against women. But if you knew it right away when you're doing your requirements, and you see, okay, this means that my funnel is going to be skewed towards men. So either if you really need it, then go continue. But if you don't need both capabilities, then you can make one preferred, right? So there are right. very simple things that you can do if you have the data right there in front of you. And that's yeah. what we can do with AI. That's and great. 
Yeah. And all of these little, little things go a long ways because these are not discrete things, right? DNI cannot be solved on the side. The capability matrix is not on the side. They're all intertwined. How to find the best fit. And what you're saying is the changing the kind of experience, right? When you start with that, that everybody's good for something. And if they are interested in working for you, let and if there's no immediate fit, have them join your talent network. Because with us, we will compare every person with every role available. If not now, maybe in three, six, 12 months, we will get back because it's all automated. We don't have people sitting through all this, right? So all of these little things go a long way in building the confidence that this is a company that does care about me. And if I like that brand, I just need to be a little patient and something right will show up. That's great. No, it sounds like it's, it definitely opens a lot of opportunities for a lot of people. Awesome. Kamal, this, is, this has been great chatting with you. What's the best way for, for people to reach out to you and connect with you or learn more about eightfold.ai? Sure. So website is eightfold.ai. My email is kamal at eightfold.ai. And uh, yeah, if we can be of any assistance, I mean, the mission is right career for everyone in the world. So we can help. Absolutely here to help. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. This week's episode has now come to an end, but our content doesn't end here. Head over to jessetinsley.com where you can find more valuable resources to hire and keep the ultimate workforce. That's jessetinsley.com.